what's up witches and welcome to witch space i'm gemini and i'm scorpio and today we have well we have a potpourri of things to talk about we do we are mostly though our focus is going to be hades and persephone today and i'm super excited to talk about them because i have a lot of questions for you Um, i have a lot of answers oh okay um and i don't even know if like it's a question necessarily because you're hellenic but i think i just want your take on certain things but mm-hmm. we also want to talk about a couple of other things. The first thing that we should mention is that I'm awesome. Uh, you're like the best ever. Because 15 days or so before your birthday. Oh, shit. I thought we were going to jump into the conference oh, and no. you jumped straight into dragging me. 15 days before Gemini's birthday, I got her her birthday present. I mean, I handed it to her. Well, I didn't hand it to you. I left it on my deck. You came and you took it. I could see my face right now. <laughs> and we spoke through the glass. But um, so that versus when Gemini forgot my birthday. So I just wanted to say that I'm incredibly awesome. And I'm going to remember her actual birthday too. Um, not just because I did it early. It's not like I don't know. But I just want to bring that up to how, you know, Scorpios. She just wants everybody to know that I suck. Well, you know, it's just that Scorpios get a bad rap, you know, and we're all self-centered and, you know, all this stuff. And yet here I was. And and how was the gift? She loved it. I mean, she just loved it. You know, it's super cute. Yeah. Uh, it's also very unfair because Scorpios are secretive and don't want anybody to know anything about their life. So they don't let any personal information be available online so that I could double check to make sure that I know what day your birthday is. But it's fine. It's fine. I suck. You're great. It's fine. I mean, it's really easy. I thought your birthday was on a certain day. And I said, hey, your birthday's on this day, right? Like, I, that's how I double check. I don't need to go on social media and double check. That's I'm a millennial. That's not how we do this. I've been having Facebook tell me people's birthdays since I was like 14 years old. Well, I'm amazing. I just, you know. Just you wanna... are. And I will absolutely be posting pictures of it. Um, in case so, anybody hadn't seen the Instagram, I got stuck in a vortex instead of doing appropriate things like taking pictures. So you got so, stuck in a TikTok vortex. <laughs> oh my God, for hours. <laughs> for I just laid on the bed. Just watching TikToks. I didn't do anything. Well, I was in a conference, and the conference. I know is, that sounds actually, way cooler. It's still going on. So when we're done with this, I'm going to jump back in. Um, so many wonderful workshops. I cannot tell you. And when I did mine, a couple of people. And the thing is, I went back into Facebook because it was done through Facebook, and I tried to like scroll through because I didn't remember the names. But people that uh, listen to us and that follow us on Instagram were like, hey, I did the, um, I did this conference because of you guys. And I wanted to give them a shout out. And I couldn't because I can't. I'm a spaz. And I couldn't get through. You know, <laughs> Facebook is only showing you like the recent ones. the re- yeah. Not recent. The most relevant. So then I tried to do like recent and scroll through everything. And that didn't seem to work for me. So... I'm sorry if I didn't shout people out, but I was so excited. I did see when people wrote woohoo, witch space and whoa, Scorpio. And, you know, so I was so happy because the World Divination Association is just a great bunch of people. Tony is, she is the sun. She is joy incarnate. Yeah. And, um, and everybody that works there, you know, there were wonderful volunteers that were just, you know, getting everybody set and making sure that everybody was comfortable. And it's just, I, I mean... I, I, it was fantastic. It was just great. And it's still great. It's still going on. I'm loving the workshops. There hasn't been 
a workshop that I've seen that I've said, oh, you know what I mean? Like everyone has been like, wow. And yeah, you know, everybody gets an hour and the hour goes by so fast. So when you say you were like stuck in a vortex, I feel like I'm in a conference vortex. I don't even realize time has gone by until I go, mm-hmm. I think I'm hungry now. Like, <laughs> you know, like what, how many workshops have I been in, you know? Yeah. So, um, so they did a great job. So if people haven't checked them out, you should check out what's going on with the WDA just in general, because there's always something going on. So I think by the time this episode airs, the conference will be over. Yes. But that doesn't mean that there aren't a ton of resources available through the World Divination Association. That's what I meant. That's what I meant by checking them out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the conference will be over. But um, yeah, definitely check them out because there's so many great teachers on there and there's always new classes on things. And um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. So it was wonderful to do. The big part of this episode, though, is something I'm really excited about. Yeah. I am. I have a lot of feelings about Hades and Persephone, like a lot of them. Okay. As a Hellenic, but also as a person who has consumed this myth in a variety of manners. So I guess I want to hear your opinion first. Okay. So let's just start out with the fact that Persephone is a child of incest because well, she yeah. is... Uh, I know, like most of the gods are, but I'm yeah. going to say it. So th- you, you wanted to know my opinion. So, okay, so there's Persephone. Here's the thing. I've always had a soft spot for Persephone. Um, I don't know if it's my witch side, my goth side. I don't know what side loves Persephone. Um, but Hades. Okay, so Hades is her uncle. But now he took her. So is this a rape story? You know, it's one thing incest, if it's consensual, it's still creepy and icky, but it's consensual. Some people have said this is a rape myth, that this is all about him Mm -hmm. raping her. And others say, no, 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 he took her down there, but, you know, she does become the queen of the underworld. Some people say she, that Hecate is actually um, somebody who's subservient to Persephone. Um... So I don't know how to feel about that. You know, the fact that Demeter had to go to Zeus and say, hey, I want my kid back. Like, you can't, you can't have our brother do this. Um, yeah. And because of the pomegranates that she ate down there, that's why we have winter and spring and blah, blah, blah. So that's the myth that I know. But the problem that I have with the myth is, is this supposed to be I was going to say consensual rape. And what I mean by that is um, when it was written, was it seen as okay? Like, yeah, you could rape women. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, is, is that what this myth is perpetuating? So Bullfinch's myth is a really great version of this myth because it's a little bit pared down, but it keeps a lot of the spirit. Um, when you read the myth in Bullfinch's, Persephone is not the main character. Okay. Hades is not the main character. When you read the myth, the myth is about Demeter. Okay. Right? When you look at the text, whose feelings are we hearing about? We're hearing about Demeter's feelings. It's true. Who's The point of this myth is kind of telling men, especially kings, you know, Zeus is the king, and in some versions of the myth, he is the one that says to Hades, yes, you may take my daughter, right? I am arranging this marriage. Got it. It is telling men that if you do not involve their mother in the decisions that you make about their children, you are screwed. You're screwed. 
it's it's a warning to men to say you can, you have the right to do this, right? Persephone stays with Hades. Zeus gave her and that's it. But you done fucked up in making that choice. Now you have a winter, now you have an angry Demeter, like the world is now screwed because you didn't consider the mother of your child. Can I tell you I never thought about it from that perspective. And you're right. Demeter is the only person that you hear about. I mean, we don't even know what Persephone thinks. Yeah. You know, but we do know how pissed she gets and how even though it seems like everything's sorted out, she will never forgive Hades. She will never not have winter. Like, this is it. Forever and ever, you will remember what you did. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I do think that, like, when you look at Persephone as a goddess, it clarifies a little bit what her opinion on the situation is. Um, before she is, air quotes, taken, and she's, no, well, regular quotes, taken, before she's taken by Hades, before Zeus arranges her marriage, right. her name is Kore, K-O-R-E, yes. and that means maiden. Yes. After she's taken by Hades and this whole situation goes down and she eats the pomegranates and she's, you know, I'm the queen of the dead now, she changes her name to Persephone, right? Persephone is translated often as like destroyer or slayer, right? So she basically really leans into the goth at that point. She's like, queen of the, queen of the dead? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Interesting. And I love it. Yeah, I... Persephone and Hades is one of the the myths that I, like, feel very strongly about as a Hellenic, but also as a person who has consumed a ton of Greek mythology, because I think when you do a surface-level reading of this myth, yeah, yeah, that's that's bad. She got kidnapped back in the day. Kidnap and rape were synonymous right. a lot of times. Sure. So she was raped. But when you read the text a little bit more critically, you can sort of see what the real message was. And a lot of these myths in Greek mythology had that sort of message where it was like, yeah, no, like rape is a possibility in this world. But that doesn't that's not what we're talking about. Even the like the Medusa story. Yes, no one's no one's going to pretend like Medusa didn't get raped and that was bad and but Athena gave her power from that to never be at the whims of men. Right? Medusa's face was on like basically Greek women's shelters. Medusa's face was a symbol of protection. So as much as it was a punishment in ancient Greek society not to be beautiful, it was also the most power this woman would ever have against men in the future. As much as it was Persephone being taken from her family, she's the queen of the dead, right? That was an incredibly powerful position. And honestly, Persephone, like, I, I get pissed when people are like, oh, well, he tricked her. Like, she ate the pomegranates. You're going to tell me that a goddess didn't know not to eat the fruit of the dead? I, I don't think that it's impossible that gods can be tricked, but typically that's explicitly stated in the myth, 
you know, and this is across cultures, when gods are tricked, explicitly stated, you know, he, the trickster god tricked him or somebody tricked him. If you don't see the words Persephone was tricked, I think it's fair to assume that she went, so you want me to be the queen of your underground kingdom where all of the golden jewels are and you've never had a myth about like torturing or raping or being bad to mortals and yeah, I think I'm going to eat like a couple of pomegranate seeds. I think I'll think about staying. Well, here's the other thing, too. When you're talking about arranged marriages, some of them worked out. Yeah. Right? And that's different from taking someone. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, and I think about, of course, the English teacher in me is going to come out. Shakespeare, right? You think about Romeo and Juliet and how angry her mother was because she wants Juliet to grow up, right? Even though mm -hmm. she's a kid. Because... She had already had her by her age. But you could tell that there's no love in that marriage. And then you have Othello. And this idea that the Moor has raped my daughter. That's what Burbantio is going on about, right? He has mm -hmm. taken my daughter. Um, they eloped. Yeah. So when you think about the fact that Zeus arranged it, you know, was she happy to go? Was she not so sure? And... And like you said, ate the pomegranate when she realized this was a good arrangement. My dad did all right by me. I like this. This is good. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why I've always had like that question. Like, was this a rape? Is it not a rape? Um, and yeah, of course, you know, it, a lot of mythologies throughout, it's not just Greek mythologies, include that. It's the reality of how women were treated. I mean, that's just, you know, second, less than yeah. second class citizens. Um, but the, the, the change in the name. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, she owns it. It's telling you something about who she is. She's not this victim. Yeah. Um, but even if you're the strongest of women, there's something about mothers. So there is something about the respect to women that is due them through this myth. Yeah, and there is this entire sort of section of Hellenic practice, which is specifically based on what is called the Eleusinian Mysteries. And this is a practice that is founded and based on the story of Demeter and Persephone. So this is an entire, I'm going to call it a cult, but I don't mean that in like the weird way. I mean it in like the subset that isn't really recognized kind of way. Um, there is a full-on Hellenic cult wherein the Eleusinian mysteries are the foundational, most important myths of your practice. And this is something that's been reconstructed partially from ancient times. So even then, people knew this, this is important for us to recognize, right? Demeter, as the goddess of grain and as a mother, is an essential part of the way the world works. So, yes, you know, did it suck to live in a time where there was no Wi-Fi and, like, human rights? Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that they didn't also kind of get some of the things that would one day become essential. You know, you don't fuck with your kid's mom. You don't do it. Right. She's going to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> and she deserves to. Yeah. Right? You didn't birth the kid. Well, Zeus, to be fair, he did birth one kid. Yeah, not on purpose. Not on purpose. Um, Popped out of his damn head. You know, when you think about some of these myths, 
a lot of the ways that the demigods were born were all from Zeus turning into things and confusing women and mm-hmm. having children. So we really have a lot of, you know, he's the, the, the big rapist in, in Greek mythology. Um, and that's a thing that, like, I want to look more into because I, I don't know that it actually says in any of the myths that he, like, explicitly rapes people. No, it doesn't say that. And I'm just trying to think, like, from my perspective, is if a swan walked up to me and talked <laughs> and said, I'm Zeus, king of the gods, I can't take my regular form because I'll kill you, I don't know. I don't know how I'm reacting to that, you know? In a yeah, world where having, having kids sex, is your no. only power, yeah, maybe you're going to fuck the goose god. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think so. No, that's, that's not me. Didn't he come in as, like... A shower of like gold or something like that to somebody. Yes, somebody was yes. in a box. That was um, de de dine dine, d a i a. Whose mother was N-E. she? Was that Hercules's mother? No, no. It's complicated because I there's a couple of different versions. Yeah. So like the version that I'm thinking of makes her technically Dionysus's mom. But Dionysus has like three moms. Okay, it's right, complicated. That's, that's a story for another day because my head's gonna explode. Yeah. But um, it's it's the other thing that's interesting about Hades and Persephone is Hades, because what do we really know of Hades? Not much. I, I mean, and he's such an important. Everyone is going to die. Yes. Right. So everybody eventually goes to the underworld. Why is it that we don't have more myths for Hades? He seems to be, it's like the ultimate goth just brooding in his room. Like he's just not coming out. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think Hades, one of the problems you have with him as a Hellenic is you kind of end up putting your own personal take on him because it's not like, you're right. There's not a lot of material to work with. Right. But when you do look at the material, he he really is just like a bureaucrat. He's kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm in the underworld. I'm going to do a really good job of this. I'm going to not deal with anybody. I'm going to get all my shit done. I'm going to live in peace and quiet down here. And so, you you know, he's not gallivanting around the world. He's not having sex with mortals. He's not fighting with his brothers. Like, he's just chilling, doing his job. It's That's... Almost a thing that you see with all of the sort of chthonic, chthonic, chthonic deities is that, I don't know how to say that word. It's very hard to pronounce. Um, they're all pretty chill, right? Like even like Hecate, Hermes in his psychopomp um, epithet, Thanatos, you don't hear a lot about them. It's almost like here's a myth that tells you who they are and then you're done. And I want more. Oh, so much more. I will, all I want, all I want is just for Hades and Persephone to be like, hey, here's like a story of our actual lives. Like, here's what it's like to yes. live in our home. Like, here's my diary. Like, please, please. Okay, so here's another thing. They don't have children, do they? Depends. Okay. Um. So Orphic tradition, which is based on the hymn, quote unquote, hymns of Orpheus, has Persephone and Hades being the parents of the Erinyes or the Furies. 
which okay. go and, for those of you who don't know, hunt um, people who commit, like, heinous crimes and, like, m- mentally and emotionally torture them until they kill themselves, basically. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, well, it's especially dope because I'm pretty sure one of them specifically targets, like, rapists. So I'm – I have to double check. I know one targets, like, people who um, harm their families and that's, like, a whole – Oh, wow. Yeah, that's – um. Agamemnon and Iphigenia and the son. It's related to the Trojan War myth. I don't remember the son's name, but he basically kills his father for killing his sister because the gods are like, you have to avenge somebody in your family. But then by killing his family, he has harmed his family. So then the Furies are like, coming to get you, bro. So there's like no winning in that situation. Okay, I find that that happens a lot when it comes to the myths. I mean- yes. Antigone. Yeah. She was not going to win. She can't win. Even her father. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there was no winning. And I, I specifically for Antigone, because she already had that stain on her. It's like, you know, uh, where are you going to go? The gods just kind of yeah. mess with you, you know? But anyway, going back to- It almost feels to, like so- a bloodline thing. Oh, yeah. Where were we? That the theories might be. You said oh. that- Yes. Um, in one myth, the Furies are Persephone's children with Hades. There's also a series of myths related to Starry Bull tradition, where Persephone and Zeus have a child together. No. Which is, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not a practitioner uh, of Starry Bull. Yeah, there so are certainly people that, that do it. Yeah, let's <laughs> um, skip that. But yeah, Persephone, Persephone, I don't know what's up with my mouth today but i'm like not <laughs> forming words um persephone is typically viewed um as virginal as never having had children and hades does not have any affairs on record okay see that's just bizarre because it's like you want to be with this woman so much that you asked the father for her hand in marriage and then you took her down to the underworld but you never consummated the marriage Nobody said they don't have sex. <laughs> so then how is she virginal? Virginal just meant like unmarried or like unpregnant. Okay. So, so like they couldn't prove that you had had sex. They just had to prove that you like weren't a hoe. Okay. So like, you know, Artemis undoubtedly had a ton of sex just with women. So it didn't virginal, count? Yeah, so virginal was like a synonym okay. for young. So as okay. long as you're young, you're perceived as young. Okay. Yeah. They didn't have like a system. You can't prove if a person is a virgin because virginity is a social contract. <laughs> like vaginas don't work like that. So Vaginas don't work like that. Well, you know, there are some cultures they do a test before yeah. the person. There's, it's not a thing. Yeah. Is the problem. Like the hymen cannot fully cover the vagina. That's a disorder. You have to go to a doctor for that. Right. So there is no real way to prove that a person has had sex, especially right. because things that can tear the hymen include like horseback riding or running or playing a sport right. or sitting weird on a chair. So they didn't know how vaginas worked. They barely know how vaginas work now. So Virgin was kind of like... <laughs> It was a thing that you could just imply about yourself. 
Yes, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a virgin. I'm young. I'm a young woman. Well, look, Queen Elizabeth died the virgin queen. Yeah, because right? she never had a baby. Yeah, she never got married. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I think the problem with Persephone and Hades is, like, once you start thinking about them in this context, in the context of, like, two people who had an arranged marriage that ended out pretty damn well, well for them, yeah. I just want to know everything. <laughs> like, I, I just want more sort of day in the life, what's it like in the underworld? Because it's so wholesome to me, I guess. Right? Like, th- there are still people out there having arranged marriages today. I'm not gonna, like, get on here and be like, arranged marriages are terrible every time, all the time. Right. But we don't have a ton of representation of good arranged marriages in modern culture. And so I would love to see two incredibly powerful gods have more myths to kind of back up this interpretation. One, because I'm nosy, and two, because I'm needy. Well, I I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe they just felt there wasn't anything else to say about them. Like, this is it. And like you said, if it's Demeter's story, then they're secondary characters. It just seems that because of their roles and because of the fact that everybody will go to the underworld, they should have had more to their myth. Now yeah. I have to ask you something. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the underworld and how... Um, I don't know what you just said, but about going to the underworld and the dead, the queen of the dead. As a Hellenic, what do you believe happens after you die? Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to do it in a roundabout way, as I do with most things. All right. Let me just sit back and... Yeah, get comfortable. Get comfortable. So I was... um, I feel like I've mentioned previously, I feel, I've definitely told you that I'm, like, packing stuff in my house, like, preemptively yeah. for when I move, which is not for months, but I'm just getting ready because I have nothing else to do. While I was going through my stuff, I found, like, some really, really old um, writing that I had done from, like, 2006. Oh, wow. That is all about, like my religious beliefs in 2006, right? Which, first of all, like, I I remember being in chemistry and writing that. Like, I didn't need – that was not a necessary thing that I needed to be doing that I was doing. Um, but I was basically writing about my difficulty with, like, the Catholic practice and, like, trying to figure out which version of pagan I was and blah, blah, blah. And I do talk about, like, this idea of, like, okay, well, what are my beliefs? And part of that was I believe that X, Y, Z in the afterlife. And then I just put those things away in a little box, and I haven't looked at them for years. And I've, like, developed my practice over time. And it's very funny for me to look at and be like, what did I think about in 2006 versus what do I think about now? And will I still think the same way in another, like... 14 years I just did math in my head really fast (laughs) um so right now I step one do not think about death I like don't think about it so um I don't have like a super cohesive idea 
I my problem is I constantly want to explain um, the afterlife in terms of like what makes sense for the most religions, right? I want it to be like the I want it to be like an all inclusive thing. So it's like, oh well, if most religions believe that there's like a waiting room, are there different waiting rooms? Are we all going to the same waiting room? Like that kind of thing. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, 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 no. It's just. I mean, there are some religions that believe that when we die, that's it. It lights out. There's nothing else that lives on. So you're never going to have something that encompasses everybody's beliefs. You just have to have your belief on what you think happens. And I think that that whatever happens, I truly believe happens to all of us, no matter what our faiths are. I don't think that one people do this and one people do that. I think that there's um, like the X-File says, you know, the truth is out there. You know, we don't know what it is. We just all believe something and we'll find out when we get there, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm basically trying to do like deductive reasoning to guess what the most likely answer is. <laughs> um, but Hellenic wise, that is, you know, sort of very traditionally, you go to the River Styx, you cross the River Styx, you enter into the Elysian fields where you might stay forever or just for a short period of time. And then you can either reincarnate or if you're done with all that you can go to a variety of places in air quotes hell in hades they both have the same name um if you're you you do get judged in hellenic um practice i don't remember who the judges are i feel like it's midas which doesn't make any sense it might be minos i think it starts with an m though um you're judged as to whether or not you suck if you suck so bad they give you a special torture, right? The Sisyphus. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think about it a lot because when I think about it, I immediately am like, I need to analyze this and figure out what the most likely answer is. <laughs> so I don't, I personally don't have an answer for you. Um, but Hellenic practice has an answer for you in that they both have reincarnation and also an afterlife. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty much what I wanted to know, because I think, you know, you can be any religion and still say, all right, this whole death thing, I don't know if I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, this is like a thing that I think about and have thought about a lot my whole life, which I think is like, I probably should have been goth. I feel like I was like one taxidermied animal away from being goth. You're definitely pasty enough to have been a really cool goth. Like, if I had just gone in a different direction, yeah, I really could have been. Yeah. I, I, have, I have the brain wiring for that shit. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, but, um, yeah. I mean, you know, Wiccans believe in reincarnation. I, but I was taught reincarnation since I was a kid. And that's actually an interesting story because... You know, when I was a kid, I saw a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. it definitely makes me believe that there's something out, out there um, and that reincarn- reincarnation is possible. There's this whole idea of Summerland and the idea that it's kind of like a waiting room where you don't necessarily get judged, but you do talk about with your guides what you do. Is this what mm-hmm. you wanted to do? If you harm somebody, you're going to have to pay that back. You know, and by harm, I mean, did you kill somebody? If you took a yeah. life, you have to give that life, you know? So there's that. Um, 
the only thing that I have trouble with when it comes to death is the death of animals because it is Mm -hmm. believed that they go back to a collective soul. And that's also how I was raised. It's not like it's different. So the dog soul goes to the dog collective and then a soul is taken out to be put into a dog. So it's kind of like a mishmash. And it bothers me because I want my dog back. And Mm -hmm. I told my mother this. I said, you know, when he goes, I'm going to give it some time and I'm going to get another dog and I'll know if it's the right dog because I think he'll send me a message and I'll go get him. And she was like, that's not how it works. I'm like, yes, it is. So in my mind, that's how it works. He is going to come back to me at some point and I just have to be patient. And I think I'll get the feeling that it's time to get another dog Mm -hmm. and he will be the breed, probably a different breed or whatever, but I want my dog back. So she thinks I'm insane. My dog is sleeping. Today's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday. I love him. He's so cute. I think that that's why I'm so obsessed with what happens after death. Because like, you know, right? You knew me as a a younger person. I was obsessed with animals, right? In like a weird way. Um, (laughs) But not in a serial killer way. No, 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 in in like the I'm going to steal your pet and like take better care of him kind of way. Um, I really, really had trouble in like CCD in like Catholic school. Um, For those of you who are listening and don't have CCD, first of all, you're so lucky. Second of all, it's like Sunday school or like Hebrew school, but you go like once a week and you learn about the Bible. It's not like I went well, I did go to Catholic school for one year. That's a story we can tell at a different time. Um, oh, wow. But I didn't, like, go to Catholic school. Catholic school, like, five days a week kind of thing. In a uniform, kill me. <laughs> but thing I struggled with the most in CCD, in, like, being taught about Catholicism, was this idea that animals don't have souls. Really? Yeah. That's what they told animals you? Animals do not have souls. Don't have them. Doesn't exist. Oh, my God. They're just beings on the earth. The only thing that has a soul is humans. Because we're in God's image. This is all air quotes. Like, severe air quotes. And I obviously hated that. I was like, this is unacceptable to me. Right? I'm I'm a weirdo who likes animals better than people. If animals don't have souls, what am I going to do? Um... So that, I think, sort of sparked this whole, like, weirdo analysis thing that I do every, like, two years where I sit down and I write a treatise about, like, what do I think the afterlife is and then forget about it and then come back and do it all over again in two years because I'm trying to find a way to express what I believe but also give that context because as much as I want to say – you know, like if you, if I think about, if I sit here and I go, what do I believe? Okay, well, I believe that any living thing has a soul. I probably am an animist. If anything, I think that non-living things sometimes have souls because they collect energy and like personality traits that have been imbued upon them. Or like you might have like a rock spirit. So I'm probably an animist. So then I have to look at, all right, well, what do other animists say about the way that this works? How can I contextualize this in a greater worldview and then i'm constantly trying to retroactively be like well how does this make sense then 
knowing what other people think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's especially tough as a Hellenic because I feel like there was this thing in Greece where you just, like, didn't talk about the gods of the dead. You know, it was kind of like, Ooh, keep it quiet. We don't, like, I don't know if it was a, I don't want them to look at me kind of thing or whatever, but there well, really are it's, very f- it's normal. few myths about them. Well, because everybody so fears then, death. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I just thinking about that right now? <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, you know, in a way it does make sense if you don't want to have a lot of myths about them because yeah. who wants to think about it? You know, we're the only creatures on the planet that understand that. Like, my dog doesn't get that. My dog doesn't yeah. think know that one day he's not going to be here. I know that one day I'm not going to be here. So we carry that. Why would I want, like, I mean, yes, I would love myths on that. But some people probably like, no, I don't, I don't want to be reminded constantly that this is something that's going to happen. Like, I'll get there when I get there. Thank you very much, kind of thing, you yeah. know? This is officially the goth episode of... This is the goth episode. <laughs> this is the goth episode. <laughs> which, honestly, is appropriate. Because, like, which shit. Is... She, she changed her name from Maiden to Destroyer. Yeah. Like, she fucking committed. Yeah, that's badass. Like, oh, oh, mm-hmm, Queen of the Dead? I'm going to need a new name. I think it's funny that this is the goth episode because um, I was telling Gemini before we started that. um, So once a week I have virtual drinks with some of my friends and we have a theme because we just think it's funny that we're in our homes. So from silly hats to sunglasses to big earrings. And yesterday was our punk slash goth night. So that was really funny to see everybody dressed up and, you know, I had to make my hair into a mohawk of some kind, which I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it looked pretty yeah, good. No, it very was very impressed. convincing. Yeah. And my eye makeup took me two seconds to do something that I haven't done in like a thousand years. And because they asked that. me, how long did it take you? And it was really straight. The lines were really straight. I was like, it took me not, it was almost like my hand knew it was like, oh, okay. Boom, boom, boom. And I was muscle like, okay, yeah, muscle memory. It was uh, so yeah. So I guess we're in that vibe now, which is appropriate since it's going to be June. We can't get into a goth vibe in October? What's wrong with us? Well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Halloween is its own vibe. That's true. Like, it, that's its own special thing. Um, I do want to take a minute to discuss the portrayal of Hades, Perse- Hades and Persephone in um, non-Greek contexts. Because there are two sort of very popular media out right now um mm-hmm. Hades Town and Lore Olympus. Hades Town is a musical that is amazing. Really topical to like the world and sort of centers around the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice around Hades and Persephone. And then you have Lore Olympus which is this, you know, webcomic with a really intense following that oh. is about um, how basically how Persephone and Hades get together. Wait, what is that comic book called again? Lore Olympus, like L O R E, and then Olympus. It's on webtoons actually, so like you can read it online. Oh, you can't buy it? Uh, no, not... it's not. I don't. I don't think it's like collected. Oh, okay. Because you know, I'm trying to support local businesses. So I thought if it was a comic <laughs> oh, book that I could get, listen, if it was a comic book I could get, I'm gonna own the whole thing. Like, for sure. Yeah. 
they have two very different takes on the Hades Persephone myth. So Hades Town is kind of like Hades and Persephone are kind of toxic. This is a toxic relationship, and that's why it's this cyclical story. Demeter is nowhere to be found. Demeter oh, wow. is not in Hades Town. Lore Olympus is a little bit more um, sort of in line with the original myth. I don't, I have, I'm not like caught up or anything. So like Demeter's not a huge part of it, but she's not not in it. Um, there's some choices in the Lore Olympus storyline that like don't make sense to me as a Hellenic, but do make sense to me as a writer. Um, I don't want people to think that you can't interpret this myth in different ways, especially for art. You know? Like, do I love seeing Hades and Persephone in a quote-unquote toxic relationship in Hadestown? No. No, I hate that. <laughs> I think that they're portrayed at best as, like, a, a happily arranged couple who, like, do their jobs. But does it create a beautiful world in which Hades Town lives and really tell a story in a vibrant and interesting way? Absolutely. So like, as a Hellenic, I don't want you to say, oh, well, Hades, you know, raped Persephone. He kidnapped her. She hates him. He tricked her. But if that's going to allow you to tell a really good story, let's not pretend like these myths haven't been used for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years to do just that. And, like, that's why I picked Bullfinch, because it's about the illusions, right? It's about how they now meld into modern culture. And so as much as I'm saying, you know, everything is from the, the basis of the myths, everything is kind of, like, revived from ancient Greece, if you're not a Hellenic, even if you are a Hellenic, the way in which you write and create art is still valuable. You know, we're in a time now where I don't have to base my entire religious practice off of, like, plays that were written in the whatever century. Your plays don't have to be the basis of the religion. Well, I think that what's happening now with, um, especially when it comes to Greek gods, because they're well known, is there have been a lot of movies that have just taken, whether it's the gods themselves or their children, and they've just done whatever it is they want to do with them. And they've just become kind of part of, you know, they're, they're in our consciousness. We know some myths, we don't remember others. And when it comes to Hades, Hades is just cool. It's just a whole idea. I think he is the goth god and he's just, you know, we don't really know much about him, but we know he's in the underworld. He's not evil. He's not the devil. And it's just kind of cool. Persephone, and when it comes to Wiccans, you know, we definitely are not talking about Hades, but you do see images of Persephone as the maiden. Um, you know, I've never, this is going to sound weird, with the exception of Hecate, I don't like mixing mm -hmm. my gods. Do you know what I mean? It's like I do have different statues of different gods from different traditions um, that are not all, let's say, Celtic. But I have other maidens that I can choose from before I go to Persephone, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. You know, um, what I thought was interesting when you told me that her name, she's the destroyer, I thought, 
she's like a kinder, gentler version of the goddess Kali. Yeah. You know, um, and I think we have a lot of goddesses like that in all different traditions. The goddess that just says, okay, no. You know, like this is where I'm taking back my power. Right. Exactly. You know, everybody's got, everybody's got that. And isn't it interesting at the time that these myths were being written, that this is the message going out. And yet women still have such a hard time um, getting heard, getting really heard and not being mansplained to, et cetera, et cetera. So, so man doesn't really learn. That's another thing in the cycle that should be, um, that's a new myth we need to write, you know, how man just does not learn ever and has to repeat mistakes over and over and over infinity. He would just listen to the women in his life. Well, yeah, (laughs) but you know, you can only do so much, but this is good. This was a good, um, now yeah. I have to ask you why why Persephone and Hades now? I mean, I, not because it should be in October. I was just joking with that. But uh, oh, is there honestly. anything special now going on? Well, not now because we're we're recording this um, last day of May. But um, well, yeah. I mean, we're really entering spring. Well, we, I mean, we've we've been entering it for a little bit, but not for that long. You know, April still sucked the whole time. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's true. It, it was look in the Lower Hudson Valley. It snowed on May 9th, was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to the point where I was getting nervous because it was starting to stick on furniture outside, but not too much. Like it was on the grass, but it was. And I thought, if this keeps going, I'm going to have to shovel snow in May. Like I, yeah, no, you know. Um, and it's funny because you know uh, my husband's not from here; he's from Spain, and he said to me. Oh, is this normal? I said no. This is the opposite of normal. You know, super unnormal. <laughs> um, so realistically, like we know, I had originally picked Zeus and Hera. Yeah. For right now, um, and I switched it because I thought this was a better topic to talk about. Okay. <laughs> like, truly, but like the more you think about it, the myth of Hades and Persephone is intrinsically tied to the coming of spring and winter. Right. Our world has been slowly moving the start dates for the seasons because of global warming. So what, you know, spring might have started in April 10 years ago. Yeah. It snowed on May 9th. Right. So I do think that it's an important myth to talk about, not just, you know, oh, it's it's winter, Persephone's going underground. Like, she comes back too. It's important that we talk about when she comes back. And let's face it, this winter was incredibly warm. I mean, yes. I wore my winter coat one weekend. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't freezing outside. I. So, yeah. So, hey, yeah. Demeter, what's going on there? <laughs> She's finally getting her way. Yeah. <laughs> Demeter's like, no, you just have to, you have to stay like for the whole year. It's been so long. Just stay the whole year. Yeah, let's see. Please don't. Please. Let the world be normal again. Oh, this was good. Yeah. This was fun. I literally, like, I'm I'm such a Persephone and Hades cheerleader. Like, at all times. So getting to talk about them and be like, it's not as bad as you think it is. I, I like it. 
you know what I think is interesting about about this is that um, you know I have my deities, but I don't know. I don't think it's something that. Hmm. I'm not going to say that our deities don't help to construct our religious practice, but for me, it's not as much. For me, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, you know, and really, when we're talking about deity, I'm, I'm, I can count the deities that I work or work for in on one hand. Like that's yeah. it. You know, it's it's not that many. So it's always interesting to hear you know, your take on this and how it affects your practice, you know, your religious practice and all that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And next I love them. episode. Oh, we can't, we're not, it's a secret. Okay. You know, I hate keeping secrets. That's, that's the real reason that you got your gifts so early because, you know, everything's backed up. Like sometimes, like you mailed me something. Yes, and awesome. which delivered like immediately. So shout out to the United States Postal Service because yeah, you know what? I didn't even put that on Instagram. I have to put that on Instagram. Like that just totally made my day. It was just such a sweet thing, and that was so fast. But like other things, sometimes you're waiting forever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I don't order this now, like, because that's the other thing. Because you forgot, I was like, I cannot give her something late. Like that's not gonna fly. So I got it, and then I was like, okay, I'm the kind of person that stinks with secrets. Like, if I have to wait two more weeks, I'll be, you know, I knew I was going to record. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking to you, and I'll be like this. Like, I'll just be, I'm I'm (laughs) clutching my hands in front of my mouth right now. Um, Like, I can't hold it in. So I was like, nope, she's getting it now. I don't care if it's still May. She's getting her, it's still Gemini season, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's super cute. And I can't wait to post pictures of it. I'm going to do like a sick ass flat lay. It's going to be great. Nice. This is my my goal for being stuck at home is to get like really good at Instagram pictures. Oh, okay. Really good. So, you know, let me know, guys, if you see an improvement over time. Like if I post a really good pic, just be like, wow, Gemini, you're growing. Give me some like plant emojis underneath. That's how I know you came from the podcast. If you comment plant emojis under our Instagram pics. Oh, my God. You know, I um, I haven't been posting pictures of my walks. I have to go back and yeah, because stuff is really coming in, and it's really quite beautiful out in the Lower Hudson Valley. I had never seen a rose bush before. Yeah, wait, like, roses are the state flower. Wait a minute. What do you mean you'd never seen a rose bush? I've seen them like in pictures, but I never lived near anybody that had bu- rose bushes. Oh my god! I have the neighbor right next to me has rose bushes. Did you notice when you came yesterday? No. Oh my god. Okay. I was too distracted by the birds. Everywhere. I, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I was walking down my street and this oh, I wanted to, I wanted to steal this house. It had bees, it had a rose bush. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And that was another reason why I was like we have to talk about Hades and Persephone. Mm-hmm. We have rose bushes. How am I going to talk about anything else? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, so I feel so good having done this. This was great. Okay. <laughs> just, you know, do you ever do something that just, like, really validates your practice? I get it, yeah. I'm just getting, like, yeah. really good vibes, you know? That's how I felt yesterday when I did the workshop, because part of me was like, are people just going to look at this and think, 
who cares? Or it's too basic. Or I know all this or whatever. I, I didn't know. You know, you never know. Because mm-hmm. when it's something you do, it's just normal or like natural. Yeah. And you start to assume everybody knows this, right? You know, yeah. like everybody has done some of this. And to see people really enjoy it, I was like, oh, so it just kind of yeah, it just makes you yeah. feel good. It just makes you feel good to be able to you know, get some things done and it makes you feel great. And yeah, I get it. I get it. So I'm glad that that this talk with about Persephone and Hades was that for you. Yeah, I'm just vibing now. Yeah. And we can't tell anybody what we're doing next moon. So. Okay, but like, what if we wind up not doing that? Then it's going to be like a big letdown because we're like building it up now. Like it's some big surprise and we're not sure. That's why we're not saying anything. really honest with everybody listening. I have no idea what we're doing next moon and that's why we're not telling you. Well, okay, that's not what that's not why I thought we weren't telling people. I we don't know. Because, well, we don't know. We have a couple of things on what do they call that on the burner? We don't know which one yeah, is going. We don't know to, which one is. We don't know yeah. which one we're cooking. So yeah, that's the thing. Until we so, pick a recipe, you guys but, don't get to know. I know. I'm just. I'm excited because I'm hoping that the one that we want is. I'm hoping the cake comes out great. <laughs> yeah, I'm crossing all my fingers on the cake. So, but we do have some backup options. Yeah. We always have stuff to talk about. Oh my god, we never stop talking. <laughs> I'm looking at the time right now and there's like it's like an hour long podcast and every single time we do this I'm like, we have like thirty minutes. We have like a good thirty minute podcast and then we're doing this. I'm like, Oh, it's an hour. <laughs> Oops. So we'll be fine. We'll have something for you. I just can't tell you what it is yet. Yeah. But as soon as we know we're going to start advertising it on Instagram. Oh, hell yeah. Because it should be, I'm hoping it's going to be really amazing. Yeah. So thank you to everybody listening. I want to thank everybody from, um, I was going to say from which space, but for everybody who listens to us and who follows us on Instagram, who went to the WDA um, and, you know, took the workshop. It, you really, even though I couldn't find the names afterwards, you really made my day just seeing people because I felt like I had my people there. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and I had people who had taken my class on there. So that made me happy too, to see everybody, see everybody. I didn't see anybody, but you know, people were were writing. I saw that and it was, it was really amazing. People were really cool. So I want to thank everybody for that and everybody who listens and writes to us and yeah. And let Gemini know if her picks are getting better. (laughs) Please. I just need constant validation at all times. I, I need you all to tell me that I'm doing good. You pat me on the head, like, wow, Gemini. <laughs> um, thank you, of course, to Sean McShane for our amazing intro and outro music. Absolutely. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. <laughs>